Welcome to Doula Club, a podcast for doulas by a doula. I'm your host, Bonnie Silva. Enjoy the ride. Hey guys, welcome back to Doula Club. It's been a fucky minute, um, exactly almost a month. A lot has happened in my life. Well, not a lot. I don't want to be dramatic about it, but I've had some changes in my apartment that stressed me the fuck out. Um, I learned a few things in my career that gave me a lot of highlights, but then I also felt the need to kind of back off for a bit and kind of reevaluate what I thought was important. And guess what? Being me and worrying about my beliefs in my career and being a doula is important to me. So that's the reflection that I've had. Um, Not caring about other people's bullshit and standing up for my beliefs. Those are the things that I learned in this hiatus that I had. A little thing that I think that people need to understand about when we do this work for a living is that it's a lot of energy that we give away. Either if we're taking care of other people's children, either if we're taking care of pregnant people, people in general, either if we're taking care of postpartum, overnights, we give a lot of energy. And at some point, we need a fucking break. Either if that's a month hiatus like I did, either if that's a week or even a year. Or sometimes for a few people in our, you know, umbrella of birth workers, it's a couple of years. Um, And there's a few reasons why. Um, For me personally, I think that the reason why I decided to take a hiatus is because I didn't want my stress to influence how I spoke to clients or how I was perceived. I didn't take a hiatus in jobs. I just kind of like was less vocal about things Um, because a lot has happened, you know, the racism in this country is really ridiculous. It's been ridiculous for a long time, but it's getting to the point where people are being vocal. We have social media nowadays where we can like really have it in our faces all the time. And being aware makes us angry. Being angry makes us actually motivated to do things, you know? So that's a thing. Um, a lot of uh, perceivements of in regards to uh, colorism, right? So like, for example, the burning down of Notre Dame, right? Either if it was an accident or not, that's kind of beyond the point right now. And then that's not something I'm going to touch on. But how people are outraged about a building, but then people are not outraged about other cultures, a history being smashed, Right. So if it's like white culture, it's perceived and praised and and cried over. But then, you know, Indian burials, burials are being torn down to have high rises building. And (laughs) I'm laughing at the traffic outside. Um, you know, people are not outraged about that. So that's, that's a thing. And I think that it's really important for us to continue to repost these things on Instagram, social media, Facebook, Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but you know, if you have Twitter, 
talking about this constantly makes people aware, you know, talk about it with your friends, make your white friends uncomfortable because being uncomfortable makes you realize who your real friends are. You know, if you're making your friends uncomfortable about when you're talking about race, when you're talking about uh, how black and brown folks in this country, but also in the world are treat are treated poorly and, and just disgustingly overall talk about it like let's see how you're how you, the people around you act how is that conversation being taken place is it a conversation being taken uh in a respectful manner or is it being brushed off as like i don't want to talk about that no we're going to talk about it and that's how you should talk to your friends like i want to talk about it because this is important for me why is this not important for you Listen, let's not fool ourselves. I know I'm not the most intellectual person to talk to. I know that a lot of stuff that comes out of my mouth is like, what the fuck did you did she say just say? What the fuck? But listen, I I have a voice and as much as it can be mediocre sometimes, I'm gonna fucking use it. I'm not a millennial. I'm not sassy. I don't know how to like spin a, a topic and make it into like a billion dollars, but I sure know how to fucking start start up a, 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 an argument. I know how to do that. So I'll tell you a little story that happened to me recently, and and hopefully you can follow me enough where it ties into what I'm trying to talk to today. And by the way, if you haven't noticed already, I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about racism in our umbrella of birth workers. And I'm talking about how we talk about racism with our, with our friends and family on our daily basis, right? So recently, I unfortunately broke up with a really good friend of mine of seven years. Um, it was very painful. And it was very um, kind of sad. It was sad. It wasn't kind of, it was, it was sad for me to let go. Uh, I overall realized how toxic the friendship was, um, how it wasn't benefiting me and it, and how I wasn't in, evolving with the friendship. You know, it was almost like the friendship was kind of stagnant. There were no boundaries. And I think that it's really important to have boundaries in friendships as well. If you don't establish boundaries or when you're telling somebody, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, and that person ignores it and brushes it off and still does it, they're crossing your boundaries. That's just a fact. Um, with this particular friend, I wanted to open a conversation about racism I wanted to open that conversation because that's a very important topic for me because, well, listen, from far, I'm not stupid. From far away, I look fucking white, all right? Especially with the tattoos I have, with the purple hair that I have, the big-ass nerdy glasses that I wear, and my swaggy style that I'm very committed with. Um, I look fucking white. But when you talk to me and you get to know me, and then you probably see me a little bit cl up close, you realize that I'm not white. I'm definitely not. Um, I am Brazilian. I have a uh, Brazilian heritage. I have a uh, Native American from Brazil. I have black. I have uh, biracial. And then I have a little bit of German and Portuguese. So I'm a huge melting pot. It's really like taking everything in your cabinet and putting in one pot. That's what Brazilians are, you know? So 
you know, that being said, that's why the import, the topic of, of race, of how we treat people of a different color, different culture, uh, how they dress differently. That's, those are all very important to me because my entire life I was judged or I at least felt very judged up until I decided to just give people the finger and decide to be close to people that I connected with. But up until then, until I developed that confidence, that respect for myself and the respect for me as a woman and as an individual and a feminist, you know, I was judged by people. I was pointed and laughed at because I've always been different. Let's just face it. This creation was created over time, but I've always been a different girl, a different woman, right? Out of everybody. Anyway, going back to the story. So I opened the conversation about racism with this with this uh, friend and I was greeted with, I don't want to fucking talk about it. I don't give a shit. I don't care about Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. And I was just like, oh, no, no, no. That is not how we're going to do this. And, you know, I was very respectful. I tried to be very firm but also not try to be a dick about it as well, because, you know, male fragility is a real thing. And, um, and you know what, it just came to the point where I was just like, you know what, I don't need this anymore. I'm done. You know, I I think that especially, uh, as women, as, as women that are, are not part of the elite skin color, Uh, I think that we have to be very firm and say what we want and really own up to what we want. You know, I don't want to be friends with somebody that doesn't understand how, like being a doula, uh, supporting rights, uh, being a person that supports any type of skin color is important. And, and if, if, and, and if a person that is friends with me and has been friends with me for that amount of time doesn't understand that, you have no place in my life anymore. And I think that that is a really big lesson to me that I am not going to mourn somebody that I've, I've allowed to let go because they don't believe in the things that I believe. <laughs> In this day and age, if you are surrounded by people that don't support you truly 100% in what you're doing, you are doing a disservice to yourself, to you as a doula, and to your career. You are doing a disservice to yourself as a person, to who you are deep down inside, and to what you want to give to the world. If you don't surround yourself by the people that are your tribe, your village, whatever the fuck you want to call them, if you're not surrounding yourself by people that you truly connect with and that you truly realize and understand that they respect you, they have the same common interests as you, and they understand what what your morals are and respect that, then you are just, they are just a waste of space in your fucking life. That's all I have to say. Um, And that's what I realized. That's the conclusion that I came to. 
You know what I mean? Like I don't have time to surround myself by with people that are not interested in learning or in, that are interested in teaching me something. If you're just there to tell me about your parties, about your blunts, and which is nothing wrong with that, but if you're just there to just occupy brain space in my life, then I don't need you. You're you're wasting my time. And so by having that kind of thought in your head, you start to really focus on people that are like-minded as you. And that's really what you should be focused on when it comes to being a doula. In the umbrella of birth workers, either if you're doing babysitting in between jobs, of in between births, either if you're doing overnights in between postpartum jobs, being surrounded by like-minded people will keep you motivated to continue this job that is incredibly... Uh, it, it that is incredibly, it can be traumatic, but it can be incredibly fruitful. But it also can be very, very heavy. Does that make sense to you? Am I, does that make sense? Because here's the thing. If you're surrounded by people that are not supporting you and are constantly questioning you, don't you feel like you're going to be questioning yourself? Doesn't it feel like it's just energy that drags you down? Think about that. And you're one, some of you are probably thinking, well, what does that have to do with racism? Everything, queen. Here's the thing. If you are under the umbrella of birth workers and you have any questions or not really understanding why the racism in America is affecting birth workers or, or birth parent, birthing parents, or what does racism have to do with birth? Then you are not doing your homework. If those are the questions that are popping in your head, if you are confused on why racism is directly connected to the medical system nowadays in which black and brown women are dying. If you are even questioning that, then you are not doing your homework and you need to go back to school. Point blank, directly said, I'm just being honest with you. Uh, if, if you have any questions on why black and brown doulas are so wanted right now it's because black and brown women are dying they're not being listened to and a lot of you are like no but you know people that have money okay fine well serena williams is the best athlete athlete in the world has so much money she's very wealthy and she almost died because doctors weren't listening to her so that's just a little like tip of the iceberg for you to understand that we are needed more than ever. You know, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, but, you know, I it's, it's so uncomfortable to talk about it. And I'm like, good, let's make people uncomfortable. Let's make people real uncomfortable because people are it's it, people are dying.
people are being abandoned and people are not being listened to, you know? And so it's really, really important for you to, as, as somebody that's either starting in the birth world, either if you're a seasoned doula, full cook doula, or like a right, like ready to like serve to dinner doula. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are in your career, but the bottom of the line is that our work is much bigger than ourselves. Our work goes way greater than what we could ever imagine. You giving a voice to somebody is truly such a, a huge meaning. And for, for you as a, a birth worker, either if you're a doula, either if you're a birth doula, postpartum doula, overnight doula, if you're an NCS, if you're a babysitter, if you're just a mom listening to this, either if you're just a random person that just kind of like popped onto this podcast and you're listening to this right now, understand that doulas are not here to judge you, but we want to give a voice and we want to try to give people knowledge so people stop dying and start birthing the way they want to. It's very, very important that we understand that. Listen, I didn't even start to talk about racism. This was just a tip of the iceberg on today's episode. Um, I'm going to continue this conversation, and I hope that by making you feel uncomfortable, we'll continue to have more intellectual conversations about this, because I think that this is what I'm here for. I'm here to make you uncomfortable so I can make you think and make you try to understand that you as a doula, you're important. And I want you to think outside your box. I want you to help people that you thought would never be able to help. You don't have to be friends with your fucking clients. You don't have to fucking go out with, with drinks with them after they give birth a few months later. That's not the point. The point is that your work is valid this isn't about you. This is something much greater than you. This is a community that's trying to help society. And, you know, no, we're not going to bring world peace. But by having conversations, by listening to people that want to talk and have a voice and want to teach you, you are able to help and bring together a community that can stretch to the world. So I am very appreciated that you stayed here with me and that you were patient enough to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Um, but that is it tonight. I bid you adieu. Thank you so much again. Um, I will definitely have a new episode next week. I promise to bitty bits. And uh, yeah, that's it for tonight, y'all. Bye.